Hello and welcome back to another episode of Savoir Shade. As always, I am one of your hosts, Sarah Chacon, joined by my lovely co-host, Jenna Broughton. Hello, Jenna. Hey, Sarah. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. We've got our white claw and our Malbec. (laughs) Yours definitely sounds classier than mine. And you know what? To make it worse, I'm down to the lime white claw, which I've told you is like my least favorite one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I should have like interspersed them in, but I just drank I drank them basically in my like favorite order. And then now (laughs) I'm like down to the like final final lime one but I figured it's it's better than nothing yeah and I mean before you you think I'm too classy my Malbec is a uh, Kirkland signature which is the Costco house brand so it's not that classy I think it was like maybe $7.99 a bottle I don't know (laughs) yeah oh that sounds like a good deal I feel like Mm -hmm. considering in my early 20s I used to get like the two buck chuck from Trader Joe's that like mm-hmm. seven eight dollars I'm like Phew, you're getting into like fancy territory there I know honestly I feel like after I feel like 40 is probably the limit and I feel like after that you can't really tell a difference like maybe before like a lower ten dollar okay but I feel like 10 to 10 to 40 is pretty good Yeah, I agree with you. I do think there's diminishing returns after mm-hmm. that. And I think, you know, I think probably people that are like sommeliers or have finer palates, maybe they can tell the difference. And I think there's definitely a pretty stark difference between wine that's a few dollars. And like, even once you get to like $20, yeah, I feel like I notice a big difference. But there is a point where you're just like, Eh, I don't know. And I think so much of it is just like, let's say like any luxury good part of the allure is making it exclusive and expensive versus it actually being better. Absolutely. Yeah, I guess if that's if your thing and you're like a wine collector, or whatever, you can tell a difference. Me, I, I can't. But it's kind of like with uh, with perfumes, like my husband, according to him, all my perfumes smell the same. And according <laughs> to me, I'm like, no, <laughs> au contraire. Yeah, this one's got is jasmine dominant, whereas this one has rose at the top. Yeah, and yeah. rube. And it is like, is your like sniffer broken, dude? <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> I know. It's like this one clearly. This one has more white flowers. This one's more rose based. What is wrong with you? Yeah, it's like not the same at all. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what someone who like a sommelier is. Or someone who's like really into wine and has a better palate than me is like, you asshole. This $15 bottle of wine clearly tastes inferior to the $60 bottle of wine because you can taste the the grape notes a little bit clearer in the $60. And this also has notes of chocolate and raspberries. Well, that's like, got me. <laughs> I went to this like one vineyard and wine country and it's like, one of those really fancy ones and we did like a reserve tasting so I was like I hope my socks are knocked off and part of it is probably like I don't like really big cabs and I was just like are they trying to offend my taste buds like this <laughs> horrible and but like this is one of those places that was more like oh my god you went there like so fancy and I'm like I didn't like one wine <laughs> like <laughs> I just didn't I think maybe I just 
I'm I'm lowbrow or something. I don't know when it comes to wine. I like I'm like I like it just barely there in taste. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm like at the only time I noticed uh when we went to like wine country a few years ago, me and my husband, like the one the one thing I really did notice that was a sharp difference from like high quality wines. And also it could be, I think it's the way it's like made too. Yeah. But from like the lower quality wines that I had been enjoying up until that point and even after that point, let's be real, is like the Chardonnay tasted very different. Cause I'm used to like a buttery kind of Chardonnay. And I guess that's a like a valid form, but like the Chardonnays I was tasting at some of these wineries were like crisp and like really clean and tasted really, really good and refreshing. And I was like, oh, this is what good wine tastes like. Yeah, I was really glad because I don't like those buttery oaky Chardonnays. So when that mm-hmm. started like becoming a thing, like they actually started making it like an advertised like non-oaked Chardonnay I was like oh that's my jam because I don't like those type of Chardonnay and this is such a fancy conversation for us it really is and this is I mean skills of you making trash cake <laughs> I know I was like we gotta we gotta we gotta throw in the old trash cake yeah because like, we point. sound a lot fancier than we actually are yeah I mean, yeah. So as you mentioned, I found this recipe on TikTok that looked pure trash and I made it. And in a good way, trash in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Not like disgusting. Like just, this is a type, I mean, this is like diabetes on a plate essentially. So not you take refined the, at all. <laughs> ex- exactly. Like you don't even mix the shit up. That's how like basic and just lowbrow this recipe is. But you like line like a baking, it's like a Pyrex baking bowl. Those like long, you know, glass bowls. Put a layer of Oreos. Mm -hmm. And then you dump a whole can of sweetened condensed milk all (laughs) over the Oreos. Which is like so gross. I remember like as a kid, like tasting condensed milk on its own. And I thought Mm -hmm. my teeth were going to fall out. It's so sweet. Yeah, it's so, so sweet. And so you put like a whole can of that shit in there. Then you put a whole container of Cool Whip on top of that, and then cool. you Wait, throw you put on the Cool Whip before you bake it. Yeah. Oh. Which it doesn't taste bad. It tastes a little chewy, but I don't know if that's the Cool Whip or the condensed milk. To be honest. Yeah, hard to say. Or the fact that you're the next <laughs> ingredient. <laughs> yeah. Is you just buy one of those like cake mixes? So like you know Duncan Hines, and you just take the package and just pour it on top of that. Don't mix it, as she says in the directions. Like, she says yeah. it in a very militant way. Don't yes. mix it. <laughs> Don't mix it. And then you take a stick and a half of butter, and you do, like, a little butter pads, and you just line that shit up on top. And then you stick it in an oven. You bake it at, at 350 degrees Fahrenheit for 45 minutes. And it comes out, and it's, like, this gooey, brownie type of consistency. But it's not brownies, and it's not really cake. It's, like, just some sweet trash. Yeah. That's really good. I will say I tasted it last night. It is kind of crumbly, but it also had the edge. And I think it was kind of overbaked because my husband, my um, oven runs hot. But and also I was also like going off of I had donuts and stuff yesterday. So I was probably at my sugar level and I probably should have waited until today to have it. But um, I know you had I would be talking about the stupid trash cake for a while and you had asked me about it. And I was like, I need to taste it just to see. Yeah. Um, today. Today's tasted way better. I got one of the inside pieces, so it's, like, nice and chewy and gooey. Oh, interesting. I don't know how, like, it didn't click before because I did watch that TikTok video, like, mm, 30 times maybe. And mm-hmm. I don't know why, like, it didn't 
hit me that it was there was whipped cream in it yeah I guess because there's so much going on like you're just like yeah still trying to process the can of sweetened condensed milk well just processing the whole thing yeah and then you when you start thinking about it, you're like holy shit yeah it was it's good it needs to I think it would be really good with like vanilla ice cream or like if you have milk you know wash it down with a glass of milk that would be really good but yeah it's um I may make it again who knows maybe not bake it for 45 minutes maybe do like 35 to 40 because my oven tends to cook things very fast but it's not bad if you just want something sweet and maybe your baking skills are not up to par literally you just dump all of this shit in the pan layer by layer exactly how I described and you don't mix it and you just pop it in the oven yeah well maybe we'll link to the tiktok video in our (laughs) notes section Yeah, because it also seems, and like your welcome lady who just basically does like dump and bake like that. I looked through a bunch of her videos yesterday (laughs) when I Mm -hmm. said I was going to clean, um, and that seems to be her thing that she just like throws crap in a bowl and Mm -hmm. doesn't like do anything. She's always like, "Don't stir it." Yeah. I, the other video you sent me where she does like the pumpkin crumble from that Cruz Dawes brand or whatever. Oh, yeah. That's what she did. She's like, don't mix it. Yep. That's like her thing. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's it's good for just like it doesn't take any. I think the prep time is like maybe five minutes. And that's just literally opening up the cans and the packages and dumping it. Yeah. Um, The bake time is the longest, which is weird. It is. I wouldn't have thought. I mean, but I guess if you're trying to cook basically powder maybe that takes a long time <laughs> maybe maybe it's because you're not mixing it which is why it's to, it may, may, needs longer to like all the ingredients to come together yes oh speaking of food i saw today a recipe for seduction Ooh, that was the mario lopez KFC movie. <laughs> At first, I thought you were talking about like an actual recipe, and I was like, "Is it like chocolate cake?" No, no, no. I forgot. This is. The I forgot it was. This is the one that you sent me. Yeah. <laughs> and I like the Lifetime mini movie. Yeah, and like now I'm introducing it to you, like it's something new, and you're the one who actually told me. But yes, it is. Which I don't think clicked with me before that it was a mini movie because this thing was only 15 minutes long. Oh, I thought see, I thought it was a mini movie and it was going to be like half an hour at the longest. Okay, so it's super mini. It's super mini. Because like I didn't, I at one point I was like, oh, I should look and I'm just curious how long this is going to last. And then I realized like, oh, it's it's about done. And because I, I was just like, I don't think I'm giving anything away. But she falls in love with like Mr. Kentucky Fried Chicken, Arlen Sanders, <laughs> like very quickly like they like lock eyes and then she's like I think I'm in love with the new chef and he's got a secret recipe and it's gonna change the world that was the trailer yeah oh my god I think I was like texting my brother like you have got to check this out and like I text him one of the quotes oh the guy that she's supposed to marry that her mom is trying to fix her up with a real line that he says is secrets out chicken man (laughs) (laughs) so this is some top notch right at first i was like this could be the christmas movie that we review but then when i got like 15 minutes long i was like that will be a very quick review but yeah 
it's I would say that it's like a soap opera, but I think that would be an insult to the quality of soap operas. Like it's that <laughs> over the top. I need to watch it because that's they pack a lot into like a 15 minute spot because just like watching the trailer, there's a lot going on. You know, there's, yeah. there's intrigue that seems like there's, you know, it's a little bit of a thriller. And yeah, so I'm interested to see how they cram that all into 15 minutes. Well, I think it's just there's not a lot of like character plot development. <laughs> like, she's just like sees this new chef and is like, yes, this is it. This is the guy I'm going for. So yeah, it's really something. So I figured on the heels of our cooking thing, you would want to check out a recipe for seduction. I yeah, because I think it re- recently debuted. Yeah, I think today was the debut. Oh, okay. I need to look that up. Yeah, because I saw that. I mean, first of all, just the whole premise is ridiculous. Second of all, Mario Lopez playing Colonel Sanders. <laughs> and it's like a super hunky Colonel Sanders. Like he has like the mustache and the goat. Not even, I don't know, is it a full goatee or is it more just like a soul patch? I'm yeah, trying to remember now. I guess it's like a full goatee. Yeah, but the but the way they make him, they dress him and style him. I guess trying to modernize him, he looks super hunky and like beefcake. Yes, yeah, and like for our age group too. I mean, Mario Lopez will always be AC Slater, and so mm-hmm. you know, I think there's an extra special place in our hearts for him. And yeah. this is even more ridiculous that he is, yeah, Colonel Sanders, <laughs> beefcake Colonel Sanders. Beefcake, not even like just that. And also it's like Mario Lopez is like clearly a Hispanic man playing a white Southern chicken dude. (laughs) Like that's, that's actually, that's probably like the least of the ridiculousness of this movie. It sounds like. Oh yeah. And I also feel like that's very modern. Like to, you know, people have different ethnicities in there. So yeah. It's, um, yeah, that definitely doesn't even scratch at the surface of being the most ridiculous part of it. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds like a delight. I need to, I will have to check that out. I'm sure I can find it on the Lifetime app or on YouTube. I'm sure, I'm sure they probably uploaded it to YouTube. I can't imagine them trying to be like, it's exclusive only to the Lifetime channel. Yeah. Which I have to say, I was kind of like, kudos to KFC. Because, like, this was a pretty bold choice. And, like, mm-hmm. I kind of think it, like, I don't know if I'm going to go buy KFC chicken tomorrow. But I think it does give you, like, a sense that their brand's hipper. Mm-hmm. I like the fact it seems like, like, them. And then I think Wendy's is probably the first one that brought it to my attention. The whole, like, kind of tongue-in-cheek kind of sass. Yeah. That these brands are going for. I like that. Me too. It's kind of just like not taking yourself too seriously. I think there's something just very like endearing about that. And it's at the end of the day, it's like your fast food fried chicken. (laughs) Exactly. Like you really can't take yourself too seriously. Right. I mean, the materials that you use in your food are like the bottom. It's like the bottom of like what probably you legally can use for human consumption, like the very lowest tier. Yeah. So it's yeah, like and nobody is, we're not kidding ourselves that we're thinking that we're going to get like a, a five-star meal when we go through like a McDonald's drive through Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's the yeah. thing. Although KFC makes some really good mashed potatoes and gravy. Yeah, they do. 
Oh my yeah. gosh. I'm sure it's probably like potato spuds or something, but like they're oh yeah. So good. I remember when I was like little, like you know when you would get like sick and you'd be like nothing you would eat. That would be like one of the only things I would be like, I want KFC mashed potatoes. <laughs> like <laughs> Slurpees and KFC, those are my like go to I know foods. And those KFC bowls, like some people say it's gross because it's basically like, I think mashed potato is the base with the gravy. And then you have like corn. corn. Yeah. And then I think there's like more gravy and then some other bullshit. And then you have like the chicken nuggets on top and still more gravy. It's basically and a trash like, bowl. <laughs> yeah. It's a trash bowl that's so, so delicious. Like we're like, that's so gross. Mix it all together. It's like. That sounds amazing. Yeah, you know who says that is people who are like, I have to have everything on my plate perfectly separated and I only eat one thing at a time. And Yeah. Sometimes you just got to mix all that shit together. Yeah. And it's like, you're at KFC. Like, you already got to think about the life decisions that led you there. <laughs> right. Like, right. not what's in this trash bowl. Right. Are you really going to start side-eyeing what yeah. they're serving you when you're at KFC in the first place? Like, come on. Yeah, exactly. Come on, come on, Janet, do better. Yeah, exactly. Or probably a Karen, right? Yeah, Karen. Gosh. And then she has to speak to the manager. Oh, yeah. Where it's just like, there wasn't the right percentage of corn in this bowl. Yeah, or it was like lukewarm. It's like, yeah, that's why you take it home and you pop that shit in the microwave. Yeah, again, like- <laughs> you paid $4 and you got yeah. like four or five different food groups and one bowl like yeah and it's filling yeah oh yeah and i think they come with like biscuits or some shit like they have like a whole meal oh they're biscuits with these goddamn good. bowls yeah they are Ugh. that was always something good was like the kfc like the fam we didn't do it often but like when we would bring home like the family meal for dinner oh sure hey, like growing up mm-hmm. oh, it was so good yeah i know i think about the like like some of the stuff that we ate and especially because like just I don't it was a different time you know like we just yeah because I think parents are much more precious about what their kids eat now the the 90s nobody gave a fuck it was like corn corn syrup was like a food group oh sure they were like what is this new thing that you're introducing us to (laughs) right we hate my my husband just walked in do you want to talk about all the shit you ate in the 90s you mean like beans and potatoes? <laughs> no, it's about like all the stuff that was marketed to us as kids. Oh, oh, like, um, like freeze pops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And bullshit. Yeah. Can I swear on this podcast? Yeah, you can swear on this podcast. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, like we were watching a compilation of car- of like commercials from the 90s and like early 2000s. And it was like fruit by the foot. And then oh, gushers. Yeah. And then it was like a toy, or like, and then it was like some sugar cereal. Like, it was all so stuff that people, like you said, people will be more precious about their kids eating now. Yeah. We had the multi meal stuff because we had like a bunch of people in our house. Like, that's how we lived. So mm-hmm. we had like the five, like the $5 bag, but it had like 30 gallons of <laughs> like hard cereal in it. My dad bought those too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it never had any like marshmallows in it. It just had like hard caked sugar it was like the off-brand lucky charms like the off-brand <laughs> captain crunch yeah mm-hmm. and it always yeah. tastes a little <laughs> bit more styrofoam like <laughs> yeah yeah i remember my parents would get the multi-meal bags from like sam's club or like walmart and it was always like multi-meal didn't have the variety as like the name brand one so it was always like the same three or four cereals yeah 
Well, I'm like, my parents were not like, well, like my mom wouldn't let us have sugary cereal. But if my mom was out of town for work, I would get like Reese's Pops or like the Rice Krispie cereal because, you know, dads don't care. They're like, you can get whatever you want. (laughs) Yeah. We, I feel like for whatever weird reason, my parents were never really like super strict about the cereal because we were getting... We got the re- that was my sister's jam was like the Reese's Puffs, oh, and yeah. then so good we would yeah those were really good especially like they would turn in like the milk into like the the little Reese's like the chocolate and peanut butter type of milk that was so good heaven um, yeah Count Chocula that um, shit come out around Halloween all about it did it only come out at Halloween I well I don't know if it used to because I feel like it was much more prominent but now I, was, I only see it out at Halloween. I was gonna say I thought that was like a year round thing. So like yeah, my yeah. parents never let me have any of that. So when I went to college at USF <laughs> and like Meal Hall had all the cereals. Oh man, I went to town. Oh like, man, I'm sure. Yeah, they like. I mean, that was the thing. Like that was like a dream in college. You just like saw them like lined up like every bad cereal you could have ever wanted as a child like (laughs) and I was like I can make my own decisions (laughs) yeah (laughs) not good ones (laughs) I'm still like that and I'm like I should have been past this phase because like uh like last night for instance I'm pretty much had my trash cake and wine for dinner yeah and uh that was it I was not hungry oh yeah I had that ginormous sandwich with like 50 different Italian meats on it (laughs) I I was good like I felt like I was gonna bust from all the sodium and so I was like I gotta go walk and see if I can like because I was like I feel uncomfortable (laughs) like I'm so full (laughs) and this is like hours after I ate it oh yeah because it's so packed with salt it was delicious that sounds good I know. So clearly we've come a long way since our college eating habits. No, I'm always like, if I had a child, they'd probably get taken away. Cause I would be like, you're having hummus tonight, kid. <laughs> like, <laughs> Mommy didn't make- top. <laughs> yeah. Chips and salsa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was our go-to college meal. <laughs> yeah. I always, t- I still tell a little story about like, it was a night before my graduation ceremony. We went to Bennigan's. Oh, well, first we- <laughs> Yeah. Like, we first got our nails done at that like shitty salon at the mall near yep. un- university. And then we went to the Bennigan's near the university and yep. we sat at the bar and, you know, their bottomless chips and salsa, which was $5. That they let us split between our two checks, which I never, I will never not find that funny. So it was like two fifty each, and then we just drank. We were there for like hours too. Oh yeah, and I, was, I felt bad because like when you're graduating, you have to get there kind of early, which I rolled up to your graduation like right on time because I was <laughs> like feeling those bottomless margaritas from the night before because like. We did like some pretty good damn. I remember I woke up so late, I didn't mm-hmm. have time to shower, and so I just like threw on a dress, like looking all dirty. And like I, there's a picture of us, and that's all I can think is like, God, I was probably like sweating alcohol in that photo. See, <laughs> See I think you look cute. So like I woke up as late as I could so I could still get there there on time. So I wasn't any better. 
but my hair dryer broke and that back in the day I used to blow dry out my hair because I couldn't figure out how to wear it, wear it natural and it not look like shit. But my blow dryer broke. So basically I washed my hair and it air dried and it was wavy, but not good. Like I didn't have product or anything in it. It was just like, well, this is what it's going to look like today. <laughs> I, I think I slapped on some makeup and pulled on some stuff, but not the greatest. <laughs> no. My I mean, I was a glad claw that my clip in that photo. <laughs> Do what? I said, my hair's in a claw clip. <laughs> <laughs> I was just glad that my cap and gown like covered the majority. I was like, well, thank God I don't have to worry about my hair too much because I'm wearing the stupid cap with it. But I remember sitting in that auditorium thinking like, holy shit, I could probably fall asleep. I was tired too. I was so tired. And I was like, I could probably fall asleep and still wake up and be good. <laughs> like, not have to, like, roll up and get my diploma. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because that thing is so long. It is long. It was like, yeah. Because, I mean, we went to, for the listeners out there, we went to a public, you know, we went to the University of South Florida, which is, uh, we were at the Tampa campus. But Go it's Bulls. large. Go <laughs> Very large public university in Florida. And so our the graduation ceremony was held at the sun dome which hosts concerts so that yeah kind of gives you an idea of the and size. that's where they play like basketball games and stuff yeah. like it's a full-on stadium that's the word yeah. right <laughs> yeah yeah stadium that i'll go with it that sounds like the best description and so you know i think they they break up like the graduates and the undergrads but obviously there was like thousands of undergraduates and i think they even split up like the colleges yeah that's the thing like they only do some of the colleges like our program was pretty small because Mm -hmm. we're special and you have to test into our program so no dummies here but um (laughs) Other colleges, though, were, like, really huge. And so, like, we knew everybody in our graduating class pretty much because by the end you have every single class with the same people. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, if they would have put everybody, like, from the different colleges together, we would have been – that would have been, like, a 10-hour type of thing, I feel like. That would have been, like, a all-day affair. Yeah. And, like – I don't even know who spoke it. Like, you know how, like, a lot of people have, like, former presidents and stuff and yeah. first ladies speak at theirs? <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't know. Ours was probably, like, Billy Bob from down the street. Like, I have <laughs> no idea who spoke at ours. I don't remember either. I feel like it was a black man who wrote, an, uh, like, a book, but I don't remember who. Oh, that's and he might not have. He, he might not have even been black. I don't know, but I feel like I feel like it was like I'm getting. I feel like it was a black dude, and he wrote a book, but I don't remember what his name was and what his book is. And and honestly, his ethnicity could also be up for grabs. That's just what's coming to me right now. Well, you tell you remember. I don't remember anything. It's such weird thing graduating because you're just like, this is it. Like no more fun in life. And that's pretty yeah. much been true. No. <laughs> I, I just remember like being like, oh, yeah, we're going to graduate and get real jobs and make that $30,000 a year, which in my head was like so much money. Our goal was to make $30,000 yeah. a year, which is so sad. It was, it was, I feel like it was highly realistic. Oh, to be absolutely. honest, to be fair, for entry level, that is pretty realistic. But yes. we had the misfortune of graduating right as the... Uh, the recession hit so I got a job making like $22,000 a year right out of college mine uh, was 30 
five but I mean that's the Bay Area yeah and I, I was mean, barely scraping by I was li- living in a sleeping bag on the ground in my apartment <laughs> like, yeah yeah like $35,000 in San Francisco is pretty much the equivalent to probably like the $22,000 I was making yes. in Florida yeah like, not much I had not but, arrived I wasn't like yeah. woo. <laughs> But if you're making that in Florida, you would have been balling, making it rain. I would have owned a home. (laughs) That's very true. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I was in the Bay Area eating oatmeal for every meal. No joke, listeners. And a sleeping bag on the ground. I was not able to afford a bed for quite some time. (laughs) And you're in college and you're like, once I graduate college and I get a job, I can't deal with this shit anymore. Like wrong. Yeah. And I just had too much pride and I was like, not going to ask for help. I'm very like, I'm going to do this on my own. Yeah. And so not that I think necessarily like my parents aren't really like the rescuing type. (laughs) They're kind (laughs) of like, you made your decisions. Um, And so, yeah, but I was just, yeah, you don't think I was actually like, this apartment's worse than my college apartment. (laughs) I was yeah. like, I didn't know that I topped out as a college kid. Like, yeah. we peaked. Yeah. In college. Yeah. That was it. I know. It was a real had I, lesson. Had I known what I know now about, I probably wouldn't have been so eager to graduate. because so I've been like, these are, the, these are the good old days that we're living in it right now. I just need to and, and savor every moment. Absolutely. I would have had more fun. Because I was very like, well, because I, I was on scholarship that only lasted four years. So I was like, I'm getting out in four years. Well, yep. the getting's good. But I mean, I think I would have just been like, you know what, whatever. I would have done the five or six year plan like most people do. Yeah, yeah right. I, well, I was like, yo, I was like, my scholarships are going to expire and like in a set time. So I got to get in and get out while getting's good. But yeah, if I could go back, I still don't know if I would extend it because I don't want that college debt because I was I was pretty lucky I didn't graduate with like student loan debt or, debt or anything. I graduated with credit card debt instead. Well, because we went to worse. Harry and David for all our coffee. <laughs> <laughs> we, we partied. I remember specifically we were because I know like and I think even with if you had a loan, like you would have at the beginning of the semester your stuff would get paid for whether you're on scholarship or loans. And then you would get a check for whatever was not being able to use. And so I remember I started like, we would like go out and like party like rock stars. And I would use that money to pay off my credit cards. And then senior year, I was like, oh, well, I'll just use my job, my $30,000 I'll be making, you know, a year to pay off all this credit card debt that I'm running up in college no biggie and so you know going to to the blue martini and getting like the limit like seven lemon drop drinks which oh like my gosh that was my like party before I moved out here we went to blue martini what was the other place that we went to oh my gosh I can't think of it was it in the same spot it was it was right next to Oh my gosh! Because there was a bar, Louis. But I'm yes, bar Louis. That's Louis. it. Oh, well, that was bar Louis. Yeah. yeah, we started at bar Louis, which, by the way, this was in a mall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my big going away party. I wanted to have at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> 
I had to spit out my like <laughs> mouthful of wine. I just took. That is very true. It's like your big going away party. Yeah, we went to bars at the mall. Yeah, and look, and the sad thing is, this is like you were like, this is a grown up night out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This was because like, the mall's kind of bougie. But, it is. Like, we weren't. It is. It was like this is an occasion that we don't need to go to Bennigan's for. Like this yeah. is a it calls for something fancier than Bennigan's, mm-hmm. and so we chose. I'll be at a fancier mall, but still a mall. Yes. Yeah. We are kind of. I. Yeah. I'm definitely downplaying. It is a very, very nice mall, and there are like fancy restaurants in said mall. Yeah. We but, weren't at any of those. No. 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 <laughs> But yeah, so we, I, yeah, that was quite an, and we're like wearing sunglasses in the picture and this is definitely yeah. in the yeah. evening. <laughs> we, we just walked over to the VIP section and just sat down. Like we weren't even, we, cause I, looking back, I think that was, cause we were like, oh, what's this like couch? And there was ropes and there was like a bodyguard standing there and he just let us like sit there. Yeah. Cause he's probably like, these ladies got sunglasses on. They must be important. <laughs> 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 My favorite thing was we were ordering all of these like expensive drinks, running up this bill. Oh yeah. Before that, we went to the actual mall mar- parks. I think you had a gift card from somebody to like Nordstrom, so you were like going to pick out a, like a shirt or whatever. And then we went to Sephora and like did our hair <laughs> with like the free testers. Oh my gosh, you're so right. And it was like let's touch up our makeup, our hair. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're like we're we're buying these expensive drinks. But then we are like touching up our makeup and doing our hair for essentially with like free testers. It's the the juxtaposition kills me. Yes. I remember somebody did give me a Nordstrom, I think it was Nordstrom like gift card. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I'm going to buy like one really nice like top, Mm -hmm. which I finally just put that top in a donation bag because I was like, I have not worn this. And a million years, and I've been graduated for 13 Almost. years. Holy crap. I know it's gonna be, I know I'm coming. I'll next year will be my 20 year high school reunion. Are you guys doing something? I don't know, probably, but I'm not gonna go to it. Well, yeah, and, to my then, and this is where you're like, thank goodness for Corona. I don't have to see those people. <laughs> no. <laughs> I went to my 10 year just to see and I feel like I'm good. I don't need to go back for 20. Like I I think I'm good. Cuz I wanted the goal for my 10 year I was like I want to get to know people like outside of the constructs of high school. Like I want to mm. get to know people who I, you know, might have not as hung out with as much cuz they were the preppy ones or because they might have been the redneck, you know, in the redneck group. And we kind of all just kind of went back. Well, I would say uh, some at the beginning of the night we kind of all went reverted back to those clicks but then like as people were drinking and mingling um I was hanging out with people I didn't hang out with much with in college or in high school I would say and then like dancing with people and it was fun so I don't feel like I need to go back and like prove anything so did you feel like people improved no (laughs) (laughs) that's a very honest answer like no people don't actually change and get better I mean, I think we were all, I think everybody was, yeah, because everybody was surprised at how I was acting because I was a little bit quieter in high school and I'm like, I never, and I was wearing a dress. It wasn't like slut or anything, but it was a little bit lower cut and I've got big boobs anyway. So like even a dress or a shirt that's a V-neck with the right bra can look obscene on me. But, um, 
You have it that even, gift. It was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, it was just like a basic black dress, a little bit low cut, not crazy, not, not slutty. Like I said, and people were like, I can't believe Sarah Van Blair was like dancing on the floor and, and showing her boobs and, and getting drunk. And I wasn't drunk. Cause I could still drive. I was like, I'm not. Cause my dad offered to pick me up. He's like, if you drink a little bit too much, we can come get you. And I was like, I am not going to have my dad come pick me up for my fucking high school reunion at the Elks Lodge because I drank too much. Like that is, that is, that would be a low point of my life. So I kept it, I kept it not there so I could drive home. But yeah, I was like, why would you, it's like, I'm not that, per I'm not like 17 anymore. I was like, I'm only, we're almost 30 at this point. You think we would change, but. Well, and you moved um, away. So I think that also yeah. makes a difference. Yeah, a lot of people did not, or they moved to Tallahassee, which no shade of Tallahassee, which is like an hour from where we, you know, where I grew up. No shade. I like Tallahassee. But yeah, it's like when you don't get out of that environment, you tend to like stay the same. Yeah, because I mean, it'd be like easy just to like hang out with the same people, go to the same places. and mm -hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> but it was still fun. Like, I'm glad I went. But yeah, I would say. I didn't notice, I wasn't real shocked at like people's character development from then to now, you know, Good from to high know. school to then. Yeah. We didn't have a Same. 10 year, but I was also like, with social media, do I really need to see, like, I've got a good idea of what all you people are up to. Right. Yes. Like, I don't have to talk to you and like, we don't have to do that song and dance. Well, and like, it's weird. So like every year around thanksgiving i don't know maybe not this year uh but they have like a big street party in coco beach where i graduated and like kind of like a lot of classes do reunion mm -hmm. that weekend since people are already home mm -hmm. and so like i would see people and i was just like this is actually more awkward than when i was in high school like and then you're just like you feel like you're reverting back to being like a teen I like I was just yeah like, I don't need this shit like, like yeah so I yeah I don't know it felt very weird where I was just like I didn't feel awkward in high school and now all of a sudden I feel awkward seeing these people <laughs> like yeah and then it's like you know from social media that maybe somebody got divorced a couple times and yeah. you're like what husband are you on now you don't say that but you're thinking it yes yeah and you're like we've only been graduated for like not that long. You should be have multiple marriages, Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, there was a couple that were like on the second husband. Yeah. It, oh yeah. For sure. Yeah. Which I mean, your life choice is your life choice. You yeah, sure you you do, not everybody you. can help it. Yeah. No but some of these were kind of the bitches bed. in high school. But so I'm just like, mm. Yeah. So I don't but, know, I always felt like I went to school with nice people, but it was actually more awkward as an adult seeing it and I was just like oh, nope I'm good I don't need to do high school reunions <laughs> yeah I'm good after my tenure like I don't need to do the 20 year and see I feel like it's gonna be a repeat of the tenure to be honest everybody's just gonna have older kids yeah yeah so yeah but I'm glad I went to the 10 year just to go and now I'm I feel like I'm good yeah oh yeah for sure yeah. So I guess we can start recapping the Emily yeah. and Paris episode. That was quite a transition. We were like, that, 
that was. Nobody changes. Everybody's the same. <laughs> like... Yep. Yep. And now for Emily and Paris. Yes. Oh, which I wrote down the title again. Oh, good. So this good one's called A French Ending. Ah, yes. Yep. That speaks to what they talked about, uh, the French approach to cinema. Yes. And I'll, yeah, that one's very good. But mm-hmm. the way the episode starts is Emily sees Sylvie in the, a store shopping and she knocks on the window, which I have a question because I see this a lot in movies and TV shows where people knock on windows. And I have never done that once in my life. I've never gone by a restaurant and saw somebody I knew and went banging on the window. And I'm like, is this something that like people everywhere else, like in their lives are just going around knocking on windows? That's true. Cause you see that a lot in movies and TV shows, but I don't think I've ever done that either. No, it seems rude to me. Like somebody has to clean those windows. (laughs) Yeah. And you look like, and you're not just attracting the attention of the person you're trying to get. You're attracting the attention of like the whole store. If you're just like banging on the window and then you're just like waving like an insane person. Yeah. So I just was like, huh. I, cause like, again, watching through all these like holiday movies and I've seen it in multiple movies where people see people and they're like, and I'm like, no, I've never done that. And so I get why Sylvie looks horrified when she sees Emily. Yeah. And honestly, if I were Emily and I saw my boss, like not no shade to any bosses of mine, like they've all been, I've some have been better than others, but I overall, they've all been okay. So I think I've never had like a truly horrible one. But even if I saw my boss and like on my way to work, the last thing I would do is try to get their attention and be like, oh shit, I don't want to have the awkward. I don't want to like walk to work with this person I'm going to see for the rest of the day. You know, like I want to just enjoy my morning commute and deal with people when I get to work. But not Emily. Emily's all yeah. about the awkward. Yep. Yep. And Sylvie's horrified. And then so she meets her. So she's walking. They walk to work together. And she's like, oh, I'm doing some shopping, a little retail therapy before uh, at work. Right. Yeah. And that's when Sylvie says she's going on a trip and that it's none of Emily's business. Because, of course, Emily's like, oh, what kind of trip? And she's like, none of your business. And that's when I guess she talks about uh, brings up the 40A launch and how, you know, at, at first Sylvie was going to babysit the actress Brooklyn Clark because she, she was the face of this launch, um, going to wear, I guess, support the watch at, a, at the launch party that Savoie's hosting. And Emily convinces uh, Sylvie to let her take over. Yeah, because it's an American actress and she's like, yep. you should be using the American in your office to do it. And she was mm-hmm. like, yeah, fine. Like, you can do that. Like, if you really think you want to babysit this girl. Yeah. And she's like, and don't come to me with, like, stupid questions. Yes. Which I can I can understand. It's like, Sylvie knows what Emily's in for. And she's like, all right, don't come tattling to me when shit starts going sideways. Yep. Yep. So then we, we get to the office and Emily learns from Luke and Julian that uh, Sylvie's actually going to St. Bart's with Antoine. Who is the perfume magnate that were, you know, a few episodes back. The hot perfume magnate. Yeah. Oh, who's yeah. married, though, we should say. Yeah, who's married. Uh, so he's taking his mistress to St. Bart's. And uh, that she'll be essentially kind of taking over Sylvie's duties, babysitting Brooklyn Clark. And that's when she finds out that Brooklyn Clark's not really, she's big in America. But she's not so big in France. Because yeah. people pretty much hate American rom-coms. Yeah, and that's what they say. They're basically like 
like American romance movies are just like really like kind of like stupid and vapid Mm -hmm. and that's when they're just like they it's because there's all she and Emily's like there's always a happy ending and I'm like yeah that's why I watch these Hallmark movies because (laughs) I need that and they're just like no but like this is kind of like Americans problem so like I much prefer a French ending where it's like tragic and everything Mm -hmm. which I think everything's tragic but I definitely don't think everything is like as perfectly tied up in a bow as a we like make a lot of endings of movies for sure oh for real and I like a good tragedy from now and then but I feel like if every single movie I watched ended in tragedy I would want to jump out of a window (laughs) you know like uh, that, that's, I need something sugar sweet to counteract it. I need a Hallmark movie to counteract the brutal realism of whatever the fuck I just watched. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's the thing right now. Like, the world's tragic. Do I really mm-hmm. need to go to, like, well, we're not going to, we can't go to movie theaters because the yeah. world's tragic. So, do I need yeah. to watch on my TV? So, I mean, I am a little bit with. Emily on this I mean like I do like a good like independent film that's usually has Mm -hmm. some depressing ending and like it has that like indie depressing music to it and I'm always like oh I love this but I also love something that's just like very sugary sweet too and simple yeah I mean you you need it you need a balance like uh I guess that's like they were saying like French people look for life reflected in their movies and like, I think Emily brings up, like, why? Don't you want to escape life? Like, yes. why? I have to and agree with her. I have to agree with her, too. Like, like, like you, like, I like, I love a good story. And sometimes I like a deep story. Even in TV, like, one of my favorite movies is Breaking Bad. But, like, after watching that series, you need something light. Because that series is super heavy. Good, but really, really heavy. So, yeah, like, you need a little bit of sugary sweet. That's the thing I've been watching billions lately and that is like it's a really good show but it's a bunch of just like unscrupulous dark people (laughs) and so like there have been times where I've like power watched it and you're just like oh I'm feeling a little heavy like it's really good but I'm like I need to cleanse my palate with some Hallmark now Mm -hmm. and that's why I feel like after watching The Handmaid's Tale which I think it's interesting that I don't think the new season has come out yet. And I'm wondering if that was like a, a calculated choice. Cause mm-hmm. they're like, the world's already fucked up. We don't really need to bring a new season of a show where basically women are used as brood sows to, you know, to the world right now. Yeah. Which I appreciate. Like even on a good day, I need to like get my mind ready for that show. So I'm pretty sure this year wouldn't have been so good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So after they talk about that, we see that Emily goes to meet Brooklyn Clark at the hotel. Yep. And Brooklyn Clark is like this exaggerated, like Hollywood, vapid actress. Very like, she likes to smoke weed. She likes to party. She's in Paris. She, I think, I guess she's trying to take advantage of the fact that she's not as well known in Paris. So she can do whatever the fuck she wants, essentially. Yeah. She's a little ridiculous. She's super ridiculous. Yeah. And like so dumb. like Emily. Super dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's ridiculous in the sense that she's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> she's super dumb. Um, and yeah, so Emily's trying to convince her to like, uh, to wear Pierre Cadeau design because Emily is always hustling, always trying to hustle for those clients. Yeah. Um, 
to the 48 lunch party. And all the while, this actress is like taking off her clothes. And uh, Emily's like, well, we need to go over. Here's a schedule for the launch party and blah, blah, blah. And then the actress basically is like, can you give me like 15 minutes? Because I have to masturbate after a long flight. And she also calls her like Emily Bucket Hat. <laughs> yeah, because Emily's wearing that hat when she meets her. She's like, which is a stupid hat. It is a bad hat. It is. Yeah. And she can't remember her name. So she calls her Bucket Hat, which honestly, I not to their face, but if I'm referring to somebody and I can't remember their name, but they're wearing like an article of clothing or maybe they have something about them that's very prominent, then I will nickname them, whatever that is. Yes, sure, sure. Yeah. And so she calls her bucket hat and this becomes a theme throughout the thing. And so, yeah. And so Emily doesn't really know how to respond because she's also kind of like a ridiculous fan of this lady and she just kind of doesn't take anything she says very seriously right which oh talking about the actress doesn't take anything that emily says seriously or vice versa well i think at first like emily everything that like the girl uh, that um brooklyn says she kind of is just like is that a joke like she just oh yeah because i feel like she's a little bit of a sycophant she's like really excited to be around a hollywood actress mm-hmm yeah like when she asks about the weed I think that's when yeah I know what you're saying now because she's like do you like to party do you have any weed and she's like "Ah, it's actually illegal in France yeah like super illegal yeah which I had no idea yeah I I wonder if that's I mean I do think that's true of a lot of places in Europe but I don't know about France but I do think they're more strict on it at least they used to be who knows the world's coming around that's true. Maybe that's why Amsterdam stands out. Because every time I, I hear, like, everybody's like, oh, pot's legal in Amsterdam. So maybe that's why, like, they're, they're, like, the only country over there that's where you can do that shit in the open. I don't know. Yeah. I never thought about it. No, me neither. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, so, yeah. So then we see Emily, Mindy, and Kimi eating at Gabe's restaurant. And Emily's kind of giving the rundown about, like, the launch party in Brooklyn. And she invites them to go. But Mindy and Camille can't. I think Mindy's got nanny duties. And then Camille's, I guess she's, like, going to hang out with her family at the Chateau. I forget. Yeah, she's, like, a work trip or something. Yeah. But Gabe is free. So. Which, like, the way he responds to it. And and, because, like, Emily's like, don't feel pressure. And he's like, no, yeah, I'd love to go. And it's just, like, he definitely has ulterior motives. Yeah, I mean, the chemistry is palpable. It and is. I feel like Camille doesn't notice it. She seems very savvy. Yeah, and she's just, like, so sweet, which, like, I think she's so, so nice. Which I have to say is something that is very different culture. Because, like, can you imagine an American woman telling their boyfriend to go to a party with an attractive other woman and you're oh yeah no like I just don't think that happens in America no I don't think so at all and if he is and clearly the 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 woman that he's going with they're cheating on the the girlfriend yeah and I also do feel a little bit like Gabe is definitely in the wrong because he's in the relationship but I'm also like Emily you're being kind of a bad friend Camille right nice right yeah like I it it would be hard to back out because she did just invite her girlfriends and then they can't go but then when then Camille's like volunteering Gabe and I don't know how 
Emily could kind of renege that invite. Yeah. So that would be kind of awkward. But yeah, at the same time, it is kind of like, I don't know, it would be hard to back out, kind of to play devil's advocate. But she does, I mean, later on, he does end up kissing Gabe. So she could have not have done that. Yes. So, yeah. And I mean, and she's very flirtatious with him even like during other times but she does kind of redeem herself not to jump ahead but like towards the end but then this is when Camille then says can I tell them the good news and Gabe's like there's no good news and then Camille's like the like Gabe's boss has finally agreed to sell the restaurant to him and then Mm -hmm. Gabe's like yeah, like, I can't do it. Like, it's too expensive. Like, this isn't even real. Yeah. And then we kind of get a little tension between Dave and Kamit and the Dave. <laughs> I was like, who's Dave? No, That just rolled off the tongue so, like, smoothly. Don't know who the hell Dave is. No, I don't uh-huh. either. I mean, we've, we've already, like, shortened Gabe's name, and now you're throwing yeah. in Dave. <laughs> I know. Dave's not even a character in this show. I don't know where I got fucking Dave from. (laughs) Gabe, we sense a little bit of tension because, and then we learn later that Camille's family has offered to uh, loan Gabe the money to buy this restaurant. And he doesn't want to take it, which I get. Totally. Yeah. And then, but if he does, but if he can't buy the restaurant, then he can't stay in Paris or no well I don't know that's no they haven't re- yeah they have a reveal that he just said he will have to put his dreams on hold for a little oh, that's longer right. that's right yeah so but there's a little bit of tension obviously because you know she's she her like me and her family love him and they want to support him and I I get it like it's it's that's tricky mixing as Mindy points out like family and money which then Mindy's like, I'm super rich. <laughs> yeah, like, it's kind of like that funny, awkward moment where she's like, yeah, just trust me on this. I'm super rich. But I mean, like, I don't know how long Gabe and Camille have been going out. I would assume, like, some amount of time if you're ready to give over a, a sum of money. But yeah. I feel like even if I was married to somebody, I would feel uncomfortable about taking the money. But, like definitely if like we were uh like just dating I don't know I mean it's just I get why he's weird about it because it's just you probably have your own vision of what you want and it's easier just having a straightforward business partner versus like entangling family and business yeah which I mean I guess obviously this doesn't work with the plot but still like I mean have they not heard of small business loans yeah, you know, exactly. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, this could easily be solved. I'm sure Gabe has good credit. I mean, I don't know. He is he's kind of dumb. a pretty nice apartment. Yeah, he's he seems very responsible. So I'm sure he could probably get a small business loan. He's got his freaking boss. It's like, I want to give you this restaurant. Like, I feel like he could probably get a loan pretty yeah. easily. Yeah, and I think those exist in Paris. I mean, I don't know a lot about finance in Paris but I have to believe they have a thing called loans yeah like I don't either but yeah that has they have to borrow money at some point I would think yeah either either that or they're just like light years ahead of debt-ridden America which (laughs) you know we're just loans are like 
if you don't have a loan nowadays and you're odd man out, but so maybe they're better at money, but yeah, I feel like they have to, there's gotta be something for businesses in France. Yeah. So then this is not a good transition, but I'm going to go with it anyways. Then we transition back to Emily being back with Brooklyn Mm -hmm. with looking at dresses from Pierre Cadeau. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of them, I have to say, I do kind of agree with Brooklyn. They are a little bit like mature for her, but she finds this little like short goldish bronzes, bronzish, bronzish. <laughs> My mm-hmm. goodness, we can't talk. You're talking about Dave. I'm making up new colors. I know. Um, little dress that she's like, okay. And then mm-hmm. she goes to try on, and this is when we meet Matthew. <laughs> oh yeah, you wrote down his name. That's good because I didn't. I did not. I just <laughs> said he was he, he was Pierre Cadeau's nephew and the head of his business affairs. Yes. And so he thinks that Emily is Brooklyn at first. Yeah. And Emily knows that he clearly has never seen any of Brooklyn's movies. And she's like playing along to stump him because she's like, oh, which one's your favorite out of my Mm -hmm. movies? And obviously he can't name one. And she's like, okay, yeah, I know the the jig is up. I know you don't know who the hell I am. Yeah. And and then then she introduces herself. And that's when she finds out that apparently... Pierre Cadeau has hired, quote unquote, Savoie, but they're not officially hired because Pierre Cadeau doesn't actually run any of his business affairs. It's his nephew. And his nephew doesn't know why the hell she's there. But which is funny, though, because she says that and he's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But then he immediately when they start talking and she was just like, oh, Celine has been begging to like dress her we can just go with that mm-hmm. and then um and then he was just like fine this will be a test run to do like our social media and it's like so you didn't know this was happening but now you know that they're running your social media <laughs> right <laughs> and if he and nobody on Pierre Cadeau's team knew this was happening how did they get their hands on the clothing for Brooklyn to try on yeah that's so some weird. holes there. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit of holes, but that's okay. That's, no, we're, yeah, we're we not... don't care. We don't think this is like a masterpiece, but right, <laughs> right. This is the fluff we were talking about earlier. This is why we watch Emily in Paris. Yes, and this is why we love it. It's like mm-hmm. junk food. It's like that Oreo trash cake. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. This is the TV equivalent of the TikTok Oreo trash cake. Yes, this is a dump and bake. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Your delivery of that. uh, (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Yeah, this is this is the dump and bake. Um, I love that analogy. (laughs) (laughs) So So. I do feel like Emily like kind over promises to Matthew. And I'm really trying to say it the the French way because I really just want to say Matthew. (laughs) (laughs) um and then this is where I'm like this was where Emily shows her young youngness because it's Mm -hmm. like you know that you like under promise over deliver not vice versa yeah oh yeah you want to you you promise like maybe the bare minimum and then so when you deliver you know you're not going to do it that's just kind of a 
kind of a safety net for you in case some shit happens and you can't, you don't do as good of a job as you had hoped. But if you end up over delivering, like in your head, you plan to, you look like a rock star. Absolutely. And that's the thing. You always want to be looking like a rock star. Yep. Yeah. So you're like, I don't know if we can do this. And then you do it. And then you're like, whoa, you really made that happen. You're like, I know. Yeah. And because you're like, I'm awesome. That's why. Exactly. But yeah. And good thing it works out for Emily. But if Matthew had been like, no, we're not doing this. She would have been up shit creek. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So then we go to the launch party. Mm-hmm. And Sylvia is impressed that Brooklyn Clark is wearing Pierre Cadeau. And this is where Emily just like ruins the moment because she's like, yeah, and we're actually cross promoting off on both brands. And then she tries to high five Sylvie and's like synergy. And Sylvie just like rolls her eyes and walks away. And it's like, I feel like Emily in this episode is like trying so hard to like be buddies with Sylvie. Yes. But and also just like showing her millennialism because I'm like, I think we technically are, although we're on the old end of it. Yeah. I've, I've never high-fived a boss. Nope. Like, I don't really do a lot of high-fiving in life in general, to be honest. <laughs> but I'm certainly not breaking that out at work. Right. And she could have just left it. Like, she could have just been like, yeah, and we're cross-promoting across both brands. Let it be and let it sink in that she's got this. She knows what she's doing. She looks like a bad bitch. But instead, she's got to be like, synergy. It's like, no. No, girl. Like, you just ruined that. You undid everything that you had just made. All the progress that you have made with Sylvie so far, you just undid that. Yes. Yeah. And then Emily has to sign the waiver for the watch. Yeah. Which I was, I cringed watching this. Because one, it's in French, and she's just kind of taking Julian's word for what it says, and like, no biggie. But I even, like, it's like, I don't know, for a long time, like, I didn't sign anything like that at work. Because I was just like, if I'm not like the like, person like ultimately owning this, which is this Sylvie, like, why would you sign a waiver for a 200 million euro watch? Like, yeah, I don't know if I would have signed H to the no. Yeah, I'd have been like, Sylvie, like, I'm handling this, but you got to yeah, it's gotta be your signature. It's gotta be your next on the line. Like I'm not, I'm not touching that with a ten foot. Yeah, pole. yeah. That's I because I I've never been in a like my job doesn't entail like doing any like parties or anything where I'd have to sign that. I just sign like IOs and stuff for media, you know, for media that I buy. But yeah, I think I see what you're saying. Like I definitely wouldn't put myself in a position where I'm signing an insurance waiver for like a two million dollar watch. No way. I feel like we're giving business advice to people like they weren't <laughs> bargaining for that on this podcast and now they're getting career advice as well. <laughs> I know. I mean, usually I, some of the IOs I've signed, I'm like, should I be signing this? But I mean, yeah, in this one, I'm like, mm, maybe get the big boss to do it. Let yeah. them be responsible. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and then we th- see, oh, yep. go ahead. no, you go ahead. And I was like, well, then we see Antoine showing up with his wife. Yes. Exactly. This this is again, Emily tries to be gal pals with Sylvie and tell her, like, hey, he's here with his wife. And Sylvie's like, yeah, they're on the guest list. What's the problem? Uh huh. Which I don't know. Does Sylvie know that Emily knows that they're, that she and Antoine are, 
like she's Antoine's mistress. I feel like she doesn't. So like Emily just kind of gave it away that she knows. Yeah. I like, or does she still think that like Emily has a thing for Antoine? Cause I think that definitely was something that Sylvie kind of thought for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it's just kind of strange. She's like, are you okay? Is that going to be a problem? And Sylvie's like, no, they're on the guest list. Yeah. Go away. <laughs> like, there's no stupid questions. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think we already have gotten a sense from previous episodes that, again, I can't really speak to the cultural truth of this, but like, that they're just very different about relationships and that, like, Sylvie just isn't wrapped up in this and doesn't think about it the same way that, like, Emily does. Right. And you would think Emily would know by now. So she would have saw that, seen that and just been like, oh, well, well, like, I feel like if I were Emily I, and I knew the situation and knew pretty much the attitudes of it, I just would have seen it and then shrugged and moved on. Yeah. Like, not try to warn Sylvie. Like, come on. Come on, Emily. And then I do, like, kind of think it's, I feel like Sylvie is kind of punishing Antoine as she's telling Antoine that he must buy that 200 million euro watch for his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's when we go into the next scene. She's like, he's like, my wife wants this watch and I really, I, I'm trying to talk her out of it. And that's when Sylvie comes over with the wife and she's like, Oh, you must let her have it. Antoine. Yeah. She, I think Sylvie's kind of being shitty there too. Yeah. And then the wife reveals that, she is being surprised on a trip and they're like huh and she's like well Antoine's like assistant accidentally copied me on a hotel reservation for St. Bart's which is supposed to be where Antoine and Sylvie are going yeah and that's where we see Sylvie kind of uh lose she doesn't lose her composure totally but she gets flustered yes because she is like hashtag spirit animal I mean <laughs> right so refined can wear all those like sl- like slits up her leg and like looks really good and classy and she just has this like composure and air about her but yeah like you said she does feel a little she seems a little thrown which I can see because this is like real curveball because obviously she's been preparing for this trip and then the wife just is just kind of like I know what's going on. You don't have to keep playing dumb, dear. Like, I know you're going to surprise me with a trip to St. Bart's. And Antoine, his face is like, oh, shit. And then Sylvie's like, I need to excuse myself, like, in her Sylvie way. Flustered, but still, like, still a little bit composed. And then Emily goes after her, which I have my notes, like, let it go, girl. Same. That's what I was like. This was where it feels very inappropriate, where you're just like, She's your boss. Like, you're mixing. And not that clearly this workplace is really mixed personal and professional. <laughs> but I'm just like, yeah, like, let it go. I Yeah. Yeah. Just just let her, let her go off. And then, again, this is not your problem, Emily. Like, Emily's making the situation her problem when she doesn't need to be. No. And it's just like, that's her private life. And it's just like, just stay out of it. Yeah. 
but this is where we see, but I mean, I guess it's a good thing she does follow Sylvia out because then we see Brooklyn as in a car driving away. She's like, Bonsoir, Buckethead, or whatever. And she's like, smoking <laughs> a fat. Which I guess we already missed the part. I realized I kind of skipped over some stuff where, like, Gabe has come to the party. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Gabe's there because Brooklyn wants a piece of that ass. Oh, yeah. She's right. like the hottest guy at the party is walking over here and it's Gabe. So, because yeah. it is kind of important, it is germane to the remainder of the episode that Gabe That's is true. there. <laughs> yeah. So he's so, been there this whole time. Yes. He's and, been there. <laughs> and then, but when she sees it, like she sees Brooklyn leave, she's like, bonsoir, buckethead, smoking the, like <laughs> that roach. And Emily's like, fuck. Nice I use of roach, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. It was from that uh that clip by the bell that you know, found. <laughs> where they find that roach in the bathroom and they they're gonna be using the anti-drug spot. Yeah, so slight sidebar. I don't know yeah. how we got on save. Oh, you sent me the I'm so excited gif. And yeah. you started talking about Jesse's caffeine pill addiction. And then I asked yeah. you if you ever saw when they did the just say no spot with saved by the bell and you had so i just sent it to you but the thing is they call a marijuana cigarette a roach yeah which i don't think i and dare they didn't call it that i have to say i don't believe no. like and haven't heard it since then but that is the roach reference yes that's where i'm uh, roach is my new word yeah of the yeah, day roach. Sure. yep so she is she does have a roach as she's yep. driving away and emily's like holy shit i need to figure out where this shit where this bitch is going because she's got this goddamn watch and i don't know so she's all flustered gabe runs out and he's like why don't you just call her driver and she's like that's a great idea and so she and calls like, the no, driver. It's using common sense, Emily. It's not a great <laughs> idea. I'm just like, my first thing, I would have been flustered, but my first thing would have been like, okay, let me text Brooklyn herself and let me text her driver or call her driver. And yeah. so like, where the fuck are you going? Yeah. Especially with that watch that I just signed that insurance waiver for. Which I knew when she signed that insurance waiver, I was like, something bad's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Which... She's kind of been lax about watching Brooklyn this whole time. Like, if I had signed a waiver like that, I would be on Brooklyn's ass, up her ass so hard, I would probably be able to see what she ate for lunch. Like, I would not let her out of my sight. Absolutely. It would be creepy. Yes. And, like, having had to do stuff like that, babysit people, that's exactly how it works. You're yeah. like, I'm basically your shadow slash stalker just yeah. following you in the background. And, like, that is what you're supposed to do. But because, like, Emily's just phoning it in and she's more <laughs> interested in what she's got going on with Gabe. Yeah. And trying to and, and make sure that Sylvie's okay, like, dealing with Sylvie's situation. Yeah. That she neglects her duties and yeah. Brooklyn escapes. And so she calls the driver and clearly she doesn't speak French and the driver's like talking at her in French. She's like, ah, you talk to him, talking to Gabe. Yeah. And he's like, I know where they're going. So they go to this club and then they Real party discoteca. with him. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been to a discoteca in Europe. Have you? Oh my gosh. Have I? <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because 
I wouldn't go to a discotheca here in America. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it happens. Quick story. My favorite discotheca um, memory is my brother and I went to one in Amsterdam one night. And it was one of those where it was like, we're just going to have a low-key evening. And then I think originally what I had seen was there was a sign that said karaoke. So I was like, oh, <laughs> <of course>. <laughs> <laughs> So... There wasn't karaoke, but we went in, and as soon as we walked in, they pour this green, milky-looking beverage and hand it to us. And I said, what is this? And she goes, free. (laughs) And that was apparently all my brother and I needed to know before (laughs) ingesting it. (laughs) And then we met these very nice Belgium people who did alternative energy and like <laughs> bought us a bunch of drinks. Like, wait, wait. How was the drink though? How was the free drink? Was it good? Was it disgusting? It was actually really good. Really? Still don't know what was in it. <laughs> <laughs> Just know it was free, but it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It was like some weird milky concoction mm-hmm. of alcohol, which I don't know if alcohol should ever be milky, but this was, <laughs> and we, uh, we drank it and we did it. And then there was also this, um, oh God, this song. I'll have to find it now where it's like this dance that they did to a song. Oh, the ketchup song is what it's called. Oh. And that's when I learned about the ketchup song. I don't think I've ever heard that song. Oh, I'll send it to you. Okay. And I'll send you the music video <laughs> because we- our bartender that gave us the free drink started breaking out into this little dance and I was like, I got to Shazam this because this is a song that's a keeper. <laughs> like, I, I do the Shazam too. I'm like, shut up. Everybody stop talking. Let's yes. Shazam this song. So this is what happens. Because like my Shazam list is crazy town. And this is why. Because I'm out at places getting free drinks and of random concoctions. And then I'm like, this is the greatest song ever. <laughs> like, yep. And you're like, I need, I need to keep this forever. Yep. That sounds, that's, I can't imagine your brother in a discotheca anywhere. No. That he he went. He just seems very more low key. He definitely is not his jam. And like, and I'm kind of surprised I got him to go because even like karaoke, like, first of all, he would never do karaoke. And then I know he would be mortified of me doing karaoke (laughs) like because I'm usually the one that's like oh we got to go do this and he's like no we actually don't (laughs) (laughs) like there's a karaoke place that we went to in Tampa a few trips back I don't think there's Mm -hmm. probably karaoke happening with COVID now but yeah I've been wanting to go back because I was like these girls were so good. And I'm like, I took singing lessons for almost a year. I was like, I'm ready to go back to the karaoke bar. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you want to go to the karaoke bar just so you could be like, I took singing lessons and this is what I sound like. Now. Yeah. Like I really worked on myself. <laughs> like even when I signed up for said singing lessons, it was like, what's your goal? I was like to go to this karaoke bar. That's it. <laughs> like, <laughs> honestly when you mentioned you're taking singing lessons I'm like I should look up and see and I want to be able to do well at karaoke too yeah it's so fun 
it's so fun especially if you get the right teacher oh yeah I'm sure I, I used to sing in the choir like in church as a youth as, as a youth as a youth and uh we won't go into that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun the camaraderie I really liked it um yeah I would if I if there was adult choir maybe not religiously affiliated I would join it I kind of yeah. did look into one Orlando's got one yeah um, yeah totally that's the thing somebody was telling me about a singing group the other week because I was like oh I took singing and then they were like some like it sounded like a real singing group and I'm like those people sound like they have talent yeah. I'm merely a person who has no shame that likes to sing <laughs> same <laughs> same but now you, you took your singing lessons so now you probably do have talent I don't think so but um I think I have found a couple songs that I was able to work on in singing class that I have enough confidence to get up and sing. <laughs> nice. Nice. So that was, that was a real tangent. It real was a real tangent. Yes. But that was, it was, it was always fun. I mean, people who listen to this know that we're, they're going to get some stories. With yes. The but that's, um, that's what's going like to a discotheca in uh, Europe is like, well, I will take your word for it because I've not been to a discotheque in Europe. Um, but yeah, so they're doing shots, which again, I feel like you're still trying. You're still technically on the clock because you've got to watch this bitch. Why are you doing a shot of some liquid, you know, of, of some of alcohol when you're trying to get this girl back with this two million dollar watch? The last thing I'd want to do is party. Yeah, and I would have just gone in there, got the watch, and been gone, and been like, you know, you go paint the town, Brooklyn, but, like, I'm not going to get fired from my job. This is where I'm, where, like, they try to act like Emily's a goody two-shoes, but I think I'm, like, way more self-conscious about my work self than Emily is, because I wouldn't be taking, I would be having a mild heart attack. Same. And then Brooklyn's like, I mean, points out that she took Molly. And then Brooklyn's like, I did. Now I got to pee. And so she goes to the bathroom and Emily's just like, no, no, like she doesn't follow her, which that's nope. like number one, you should be following her. Because you already but know she wants to free. put her, she wants to put the moves on game. I know. She doesn't. See, Emily's getting digmatized and it's like, mm-hmm. wait until you get the watch back into the hands of the 48 people before you you know, do your own personal business, Emily. Yep. Yeah. This whole thing, I just makes me, like, my anxiety, like, shoots up. So I'm just like, this is an opportunity where she could have gotten the watch. This is the opportunity where she could have gotten the watch. This is the opportunity. And she doesn't take any of them. And it, and Brooklyn leaves again. Yes. And they, like, and, but so while she's gone, she then, like, kisses Gabe. Yep. And they have a pretty, like, good makeout session. Yeah. And he's, like, nibbling her lips and shit. Yeah, he's definitely kissing her back. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, we should probably look for Brooklyn. She hasn't been back and they haven't seen her. And so now Emily's full freak out mode. She's she called an Uber, but the Uber is getting delayed. And then Gabe's like, I got a better idea. So they go back to the hotel on his moped. Which he's been taking shots of tequila. That's true. I didn't think about that, but that's true. This is like a mothers against drunk drivers <laughs> moment here. Like, I think we have to do a PSA since they didn't do one. Do not drink and drive. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think Don't about that. Don't moped yeah. and drive. They're doing shots and drinking at the discotheca. And yeah, then he's like, sure, hop on my scooter and I'll take you back to the hotel. 
and it's like really emily like so first of all you're getting on a scooter period i don't think it's probably the safest mode of transportation but then with a guy that's been doing shots of tequila like just there's nothing around you to protect you this is where like i'm apparently much more rational than even I believe I am because I'm thinking about all of this. Yeah. And that's a really good point. I didn't even think about the whole drinking and driving aspect of it, but they make it back to the hotel one piece. Yes, they do. And she goes, because this is Emily in Paris and everything works out in her favor. Yeah. I think uh, being killed by a drunk driver might bring the mood down just a little bit. (laughs) And that would have been it. There wouldn't have been a season two. Nope. Nope. (laughs) That would have been the harsh dose of reality that the French love so much. That's true. That would have been the tragic ending that they were looking for. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) But yeah, we wouldn't have gotten the season two. And um, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad they made it back in one piece. Same. But they get back and the receptionist, like he's seen Emily with Brooklyn. He knows yes. who she's with, but he won't let her up to the suite. And she's using all the alias aliases. He won't let her up to the suite. And then Gabe's like, well, come on, just before he kicks you out, let's go to the hotel bar and have another drink. Cause clearly there's no urgency anymore. Yeah. Like, cause that's how you saw He's just like, Oh, you can't control it anyways. And it's like, uh, this is a 200 million euro watch yeah. like I signed for Gabe. Yeah. I'd be like, are, are you, do you have a watch up your sleeve, Gabe? Because I am not going to go have another glass of wine. I've already done a couple of shots that I probably shouldn't have done in the first place. I need to find this fucking watch and get out of here. So. And then Sylvie calls her. Yeah. And she's like, why are the 48 people calling me at 2 a.m. about this fucking watch? And Emily's like, I got it. And Sylvie's like, uh, or no, she, Emily's like, I'm handling it, Sylvie. And Emily's like, or and Sylvie's like, I see what you're handling it. And then, or Dave, oh, maybe it was Dave who said it. <laughs> Dave, you know, one of one of them's like, oh, I see what you're handling. And Emily's like, what? And she turns, and Sylvie's like in the doorway at the hotel bar, still looking fabulous, by the still way, still looking fabulous in her party frock, and. Um, on the phone and so then she goes up to the hotel concierge and is like there's an American girl you know who we're talking about she was probably doing some drugs if she's dead you're gonna have a PR nightmare on your hands and do you is this job worth it to you and the guy takes him up there which Sylvie's a bad bitch no she totally she's such a boss and they're like this is why Sylvie's running stuff. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so they find they she's they Brooklyn's fine. She brought home some, I guess, Swedish dude, and uh they're banging. Oh, how did you get that he was Swedish? I don't know. Oh, because he's the way he was talking, it sounded like it was uh, like a Nordic language. Oh, okay. <laughs> like it didn't sound I was like, did I miss that part? Because he's like, oh, do, 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 do. like it doesn't sound <laughs> And just like that. Oh my gosh, there it goes, our Nordic listeners. <laughs> I know, it's like, just okay. like that, I managed to offend an entire nation of and, and I do think there was, I do think Sweden was one of the countries where we have listeners <laughs> randomly, but not anymore. I'm sorry, Sweden. <laughs> and it, it was, because the guy was like blonde haired, but yeah, his language did not sound French. It sounded like it was Swedish or a related language. Um, I won't do my impression again. We all know. 
<laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, as soon as I left my lips, I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> this is not good. <laughs> Um, but they, they we'll cut that out. Next. <laughs> we won't. Yeah, we won't. Um, but yeah, so Emily finally sees the watch on the nightstand. So he grabs it. And then Emily still in work mode. Finally, her like work mode kicks in and she sees the dress that Brooklyn discarded on the ground with like her shoes. It's kind of arty. And so she takes and, a- and cigarette. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So she takes a pick for the grave. Perfectly late. That's and true. I'm okay. just like. When has does anybody like take their stuff off and make it look in such an artful way? But that's irrelevant, right? I mean, in real life, her dress probably would have been in a ball on the floor, yes, uh, or like flung over a chair or something. <laughs> like it, yeah. it wouldn't have been so artfully laid out. But it is in this show, so uh, Emily snaps a pic for the gram. And then on the elevator ride back, um, Emily and Sylvie have a talk. And Emily's like, I really admire, like, how you just went in there and got shit done. And Sylvie's like, I needed to vent. And then Emily, again, doesn't let it be. And she's like, are you happy with him? Talking about Antoine. Mm -hmm. And she's like, she could have 100% of someone. And I guess she was saying instead of, like, a portion. And Sylvie cuts her off and is like, I don't want 100% of somebody and I don't want somebody to have 100% of me. And just because you're married or committed doesn't mean that make that a guarantee. It's a happy ending and not everybody's happy all the time. Very realistic of her. Yeah. yeah. But they also, I feel like kind of have a moment. There's yeah. a point when like Sylvie kind of brushes Emily's hair back and it's like, like you really believe in kind of like that, prince on a white horse Mm -hmm. that's gonna like make everything okay and I feel like she I don't know I feel like it's more of like it's like a rare moment of Sylvie kind of showing emotion towards Emily and it's kind of a I feel like it's kind of a mixture of like pity but also maybe kind of like oh Emily's so naive yeah it feels a little like maternal yeah absolutely oh and that was that was kind of a sweet moment and then that moment it was yeah to kind of see Sylvie show some emotion. And then they come out and there is Gabe leaning against his white scooter. I was just going to say, is he against, is he, is the scooter white? I was not paying attention. It was, okay. it was. And she was kind of like, now I see why you like, kind of like believe in the white horse and, um, and like the prince. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, and Emily's like, this isn't my white horse. And yeah. Sylvie goes away and then Emily goes and talks to Gabe. Yep. And he's like, uh, we can go home. We want to go get some crepes. There's this place in Montmartre. You can watch the sunrise. And then Emily's like, do it. Yeah. I would be like, I okay. could use a crepe right now. Yeah. And French crepes are so good. So good. That is like their like late night drunk food too. Yep. Like you can find a crepe stand everywhere. That is that is very true. I remember when I got because I caught a late showing of the Moulin Rouge show and afterwards there was a crepe stand across the street and I went and got a crepe and it there was a line. Like people were yep. all about and they were it was so I think it was like a Nutella crepe or some shit. It was so good. Oh that sounds so good. It was so good. But it was like and they had a variety of crepes. It was like savory and for this little crepe stand there was like a large variety that you could get. Yeah, because they're always like these little holes in the wall. Yeah. Um, but Emily, dum-dum, she's like, I don't want, I can't share a crepe. 
I don't think we should see each other anymore. And then Gabe's like, whoa, bitch. I just yeah. offered you a ride home and some breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then and amiably, she's like, I can, you know, she's like, thank you. I can find myself home. I can get myself home, though. Bye. Which I do feel like is, like, she... I mean, I'm like, okay, I guess it's good that you're putting boundaries after you've now kissed this guy twice. <laughs> right. But which, okay, fine. The first time you didn't know he was Camille's boyfriend or that he even had a girlfriend. Right. But like the second time you definitely did girl and yeah. you did it anyways. Right. And now you want to set boundaries. Okay. Yeah. Which it's like Camille's gonna kind of notice that you won't hang out with her boyfriend anymore yeah like I don't know what she was thinking when she proposed that like you're gonna have to see each other because you're friends with his girlfriend and you live in the same apartment complex yes absolutely yeah um but yeah but anyway her Instagram post ends up getting a shit ton of likes and then of uh, course of course because everything she does is a viral sensation absolutely and then Oh my gosh, this is so cringy. So cringy. She invites Sylvie out for a girl's trip. She's like, well, since your trip was canceled, why don't you go to a girl's trip? Way to rub the salt in the wound, Emily. Yeah. And she's like, St. Bart's is out of my price range, but how about Euro Disney? And it's like, why do you think any Parisian would want to (laughs) go to Euro Disney? (laughs) Yeah, Euro Disney is definitely for tourists. Um, yeah, and it's also like, what about knowing Sylvie for any amount of time has indicated to you that she would want to go to Euro Disney? Yeah, I feel like Sylvie would look very out of place at, like, fucking Disneyland Paris. <laughs> like, there's no yeah, way. Yeah, I kind of feel like she would be dressed the same of how she goes to work yeah. and, like, at Disney. Yeah. But yeah, so it's like, and, like, Sylvie's just, like, get out of my office, which I think is the right response to that idea. Yep. I, yeah, I still don't know why Emily thought this was a good idea to be like, let's go to a girl's trip. Like, no, you leave her the fuck be. Yeah. Just accept, yeah, you know, bask in your win because clearly you did your job because your social media campaign is rocking and rolling. You got one month trial that Matthew told you you had is in the bag. You know, like, yeah, they've never done social media, but like, watch out Ellen DeGeneres and Jen <laughs> Aniston or the Kardashians. Right. Emily's going to show you how social media is done. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that was cringy. But yeah, Sylvie kicks her out and she's Sylvie Fashion. Gotta love her. And that wraps up the episode. End scene. Yep. That was that was a fun one. Yeah, it was. I were getting so close to the final episodes of the season. I know. And we still got to figure out a, a a movie to recap, like a holiday movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, we definitely do. Which if people have suggestions, definitely let us know. You can email us at emilyinparispodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Or comment on either one of our social medias because we are very engaged We'd love to hear from you. And I mean, yeah, we want to get your emails. So like definitely email us. Update. Netflix still has not emailed us about our charms. (laughs) No, that's (laughs) uh, something that's 2021 vision board. Yeah. Oh, I am definitely going to make that happen. Like the other day 
I was like, I feel guilty because I use the power of positive thinking that a cancellation would happen and I would get a hair appointment when I got back to Florida mm-hmm. and it worked. Oh, and nice. I was like, I was like, I believe this is going to happen. And I like willed it. And then the next day my hair lady was just like, I just had a cancellation and it's like her last appointment of the year. Nice. And I'm like, what could I accomplish if I put this to good use? But I'm always using it on stuff like getting a hair appointment and charms from Netflix. But <laughs> that's actually really good. Like that's pretty. That's pretty amazing. I'm impressed. Yeah. So I'm. I'm gonna will this. And you know what? Netflix thing. I'll take it up a notch because I feel like we probably mm-hmm. won't be able to get Lily Collins on the show. Like she's probably a little bit too out of our range, out of our element. But I feel like we could get Gabe or Mindy. Oh, okay. I like it. I feel like, I mean, and no shade to them because they're very talented. Uh-huh. But, I mean, Lily Collins, you know, she's an A-lister. They're kind of on the lower tier. Again, no shade to them, but I feel like they're more attainable. Than but if Lily is. wants to come on. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to, we're not going to, like, not have you on. Like, Lily, if you happen to listen to this podcast... You are more than welcome to call in. I mean, oh, girl, you can definitely call in. Yeah, and give us all the secrets about making this show. Yeah, everything. Which I did see on the Emily and Paris Instagram page. They were showing a clip of an interview. I think it was she was part of. She did like on Dave Spade's like nights out or lights out whatever that show is called Mm -hmm. um and they were talking which a friend had sent me a tiktok about this because they were talking about how emily and perry and she was just like oh no i was definitely with like all the fans and like didn't get the whole like rhyme thing oh so and then they said how do you say it? Like Emily and Perry or Emily and Paris? And I'm like, well, I'm an ignorant American. I say it Emily and Paris. Yeah, I didn't know. I mean, because I feel like if you're from France, you would say Emily and Paris. But I don't pronounce it like that because I'm not French. No, I don't call it La Tour de Eiffel either. <laughs> I call it the Eiffel Tower. I know. Yeah. It's the, I don't pronounce. Like, I mean, I know. I, I have no illusions. I'm not trying to put on airs. No. And, like, that's exactly how it sounds if I say it, La Tour de Eiffel, yeah. you know, and so nobody wants to hear that. Yeah. So I just say it as we would say it. Yeah, same. I, I butcher on my other podcast French names all the time. Like, no, but that's my favorite part is you're just <laughs> like, I don't, I don't care. This is how I'm going to say it. I try kind of, and then I'm just like, we all know, we all know the, the, the drill. It's, it's not going to come out right but, but you know if that's wrong then I don't want to be right I think I think a lot of I don't know a lot like I don't have that many listeners but I feel like people like the few comments that I've gotten people are like I can't pronounce them either so I'm like my people listen to the to, to my podcast they know yeah we just want to be real and authentic absolutely no fakes here no and that's why Netflix needs to go on board because we are reaching the normies, as Brooklyn calls them in the last episode. That's right. We we're a poster child for the normies. So yeah, if you want to get hardcore in- normie here. Yeah, same. If you you want to get in on this, send us our damn charms, Netflix. Yeah, 
Yeah. And like, we are so all about you. I've still been spreading the good word about Emily in Paris. And like, let's just be honest, there were some harsh reviews. And I have told everybody, do not listen to those reviews. Yep. This is a good show. It is a good, it is a good show. It's lighthearted. It's fun. Yeah, there's some plot holes. It's not really realistic. But you know what? That's what makes it fun. Yeah. I don't want realistic right now. No. I don't want the French ending to bring it back to the episode. Nope. I want, nope. The happy I want this. Yep. I want the Emily and Perry delusional <laughs> ending. Same. Same. Well, speaking of um, manifesting things and uh, having people, you know, they're open to suggestions for our holiday movie. Where can they find you at online? Yes, I'm at jennabroughton.com. And I actually just wrote a new post. Oh. So there is new content there. Um, and then Instant Gratification. I do have some posts about Paris on there. So people can check those out. And since we can't actually travel, we can read about better times when we could. Mm-hmm. And then Twitter and Instagram at Jenna Broughton. Ah, yeah, I saw your recent Instagram post about the, the Dumago and the Cafe de Flores. You're, you found your photo. Yeah, I did find my photo. And I actually do have another photo from Cafe du Margot as well. Of like, we got like cheese plates and a bunch of coffee and stuff. And so um, you can't really tell that it's from there, but it is. And it was like a nice memory just to go down memory lane of like when we were able to just sit at cafes and drink wine and have cheese or have coffee. Mm-hmm. And not have to worry about catching a virus. Yeah. <laughs> well, I am at, uh, on Instagram, Pinot and Perfume. Uh, that's also the name of my other podcast where I talk about perfume. That's why I butcher all the French names because the majority of them are French. Uh, duh. Um, and if you want to email the show, as Jenna mentioned, we are Emily in Paris podcast at gmail.com. And that's it. Oh, oh, and review us. Review us. Oh, yeah. Like and subscribe. Has. Yeah. We, okay. we have. You don't, yeah. Yeah. We have. <laughs> we can did. The two reviews up there are us. Which you don't even have to write anything. Yeah. Just do the stars. Yeah. We, it, it, preferably all five of them. But yep. you know what? Even if like I said in my last post last week, we'll take the haters too. Yeah. But we just want some acknowledgement that people are either enjoying this or not enjoying it. Yeah. But they're listening. Yeah. I mean, we are getting listeners. I think our last episode got like eight listens, I think. Oh, wow. And our... Well, I think our pilot episodes has like 40 plus listens. Yeah. It's the old episodes have definitely gotten more listens and our audience has grown. Yeah, we're growing. We are. We're just on the tip of it. A friend was asking if we were popular, and I was like, "Eh, how do you define that? And in my delusional, happy ending mind, we are. Yeah, I mean, you know what, people, I feel like it's an accomplishment to get somebody other than yourself to listen to what you put out into the world. So we are getting people, and we know that they're people because they're not based in the U.S. We've got a lot of international listeners Many, yeah, which is interesting to me. Same. I mean, I probably just alienated a good chunk of those listeners on this episode. Yeah, we have but, international yeah. listeners. <laughs> but we do have listeners that are not from America. Very interesting. So I guess they like it. I guess maybe Europeans like uh, Emily and Paris, too. 
I always feel like when I visit Europe that like I'm like I'm so much like bigger there like people get me and like here I think like I'm like Casper the friendly ghost and like might be dead like nobody notices me but in Europe I'm like oh my gosh I found my people maybe it's because they don't understand what I'm saying but they (laughs) like me here (laughs) it's a different vibe for sure and I definitely feel like my attitude towards work is more conducive to that of the French attitude if that's at all correct how Luke was explaining to Emily how they approach their work and their attitude towards work I am more of that than the American attitude towards work which is work until you die I I think like I'm aspirational European but I'm probably more Emily yeah (laughs) just working yeah I yeah it's hard it's hard when that's the culture though it is it yeah. is. And like, it's just one of those, uh, you know, we won't make this a therapy session, but like the whole like perfectionist thing, which I think Emily does have a little bit of too. Yep. And it's like, I uh, definitely just like struggle with that. And so I always, it's I'm like, oh, this is going to be perfect and the best. Yep. And, you know, but, and I think that like other cultures are much more like, laissez-faire about it and are like you know it is what it is yeah we could I wish yeah I feel like America I feel like maybe maybe our mental health would be a lot better if we started adopting that attitude and I'm not going to fix everything but I feel like it could go a long way towards fixing how we feel in general towards work and about ourselves oh my gosh 100% I will have to find the book but I read a book a couple years ago and it was about happiness that word is in the title but basically this woman was I think originally from the UK and then she moved to the US and it was very much about the difference and like the approach to happiness and like I think because we are a little bit like always searching for a happy ending Mm -hmm. like you take that beyond movies and there was all this like studies and data to back it up but it was kind of like this is why we're more unhappy though like where like other cultures are much more like realistic about how things just are. Yeah. That's a really, yeah. Yeah. I think it, yeah, that's 100% true. It's like they're, they accept the reality of like how things are. And we're always trying to like make it better, work harder. You can achieve your dreams, which is true to a certain extent, but sometimes it's okay to like not do that, you know, like. Yeah. And I think we talked about it like in last episode where like Mendy was saying how like they've really perfected doing nothing and I think that's so hard for our culture we're not good at that yeah we think we always need to be doing something we can be working on ourselves we could be learning we could you know whatever yeah totally like I go to conferences for vacation and my people are like you went to a literature conference (laughs) I'm like (laughs) yeah that's my idea of fun (laughs) yeah I mean we both go and go and get hyper fixated on different nonfiction things and we start reading all the books we can about it yep trying to absolutely. learn absolutely yep and that's yep. the thing and then we're like oh I feel really bad <laughs> and it's because we've been reading all these very realistic books about how the world works <laughs> and it's like no wonder we feel terrible yeah absolutely it's like I want to go back to happy endings yeah exactly yeah 
Well, I hope our listeners find their happy ending this week. And especially as we approach on the closing of 2020, because I think we're all tired of this damn year. Yeah, that was really smooth, by the way. That was a really smooth transition. I really like that. I was like, God damn. (laughs) Yes, I hope everybody finds their happy ending too. Or at least they have, at least, you know, a good Christmas day since we are heading that way. Yeah. And we will talk to our listeners before then. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's still more. There's definitely more of where this came from. So stay tuned. And we still need to review, uh, recap our, the holiday movie that we still got to decide on. Oh yeah. We got to decide on one, but again, we will take suggestions. Yep. So, and it doesn't have to be Hallmark. We'll also take bad ones on Netflix. Yeah. But it should be in that vein of like over the top, you know, like it should take place in a town called like Claws or something. (laughs) I mean, you've heard us talk about the types of movies we've been watching. You should know. Listeners, you know what we're talking about. It doesn't have to be Hallmark Brandon, but yeah, it's that same vein. You know exactly what we're talking about because you're watching them too. So absolutely. Uh even talking to like male colleagues at work they're like i've watched a few in my day (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's how you can't resist it it's they're there Mm -hmm. and like why not yeah absolutely yep so hit us up slide into our dms send us an email if you have a good suggestion as to what to watch and recap yes and with that i guess we'll close out this episode it's been a long one. <laughs> it has so. been a long one, but it's been fun. And actually, um, I after we sign off, bye guys. <laughs>